With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82. A Psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone that's located in the United States, the Canada region, and in certain parts of the world where it is the morning. Uh, Shalom, peace. My name is Kennard Levy-Brown. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God a biblical instructional program. I had to start a little 30 minutes late here because uh, I had some um, prior emergency to take care of, some health issues with someone. So uh, I hope you understand. Anyway, we're going to talk about today something that should be talked about. (laughs) Daniel chapter 7, the, the four beasts. Now, Traditionally and historically, as far as biblical scholars are concerned, people would automatically assume that the four beasts of Daniel chapter 7 is talking about the world empires as described in Daniel chapter 2. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to Daniel chapter 2 first, and let's um, review that, and then we'll go to Daniel chapter 7, and I'm hoping that you notice, like I do, that there is a difference. Uh, Daniel chapter 2, and you know that Daniel, he got a dream, or actually the king got a dream, and then Daniel interpreted it. And so in Daniel chapter 2, verse 16, then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. So Daniel had prophetic ability that God gave him. All right, so in verse 17, then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishnah, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning the secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon, which means uh, in Hebrew confusion. Verse 19, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. In verse 21 of Daniel chapter 2, And he changed the times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. 
So, in verse 22, he reveals the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, the light that the light of that dwells with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me what we desired. Thou has now made known unto us the king's matter. And so we're going to go into detail what this is and what it's about, ladies and gentlemen, because this is uh, very important that we understand this in light of what's been going on in the world. And uh, I've kept this to myself for a while. Uh, I haven't talked about it too much, but I'm going to now. Verse 23, actually verse 22 of Daniel chapter 2, he reveals the deep and secret things. And so Yah, which is short for, for God in Hebrew, he reveals the deep and secret things. He, not us. And the only way we're able to do it is if he gives us the information and inspiration. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. Verse 23, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now what we desire to thee, for thou hast made known unto us the king's matter. Okay, verse 24, therefore Daniel went into Erech, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show unto the king the interpretation. So what the king of Babylon was going to do, he was going to destroy all the wise men that were struggling to interpret this dream. In verse uh, 25 of Daniel chapter 2, Then Erech brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. In verse 26, the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? In verse 27, Daniel answered unto the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king like many are trying to do today. We have all kinds of people making... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a huge prophet uh, on on their different variations of, of Bible prophecy, unfortunately. Uh, but there are some that are teaching correctly. Verse 28, But there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and makes known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. The latter days are talking about the days that we are living in today. And actually the latter days partially was talking about uh, the fulfillment of historical prophecy during his time. And you're going to see that here in a minute. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. Verse 29, As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into my mind upon thy bed, what should come to pass hereafter. And he reveals secrets, make of known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have, more than any living, but for their sakes that shall Make known the interpretation to the king, that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. Verse 31. Thou, O king, saw, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. In verse 32. This image head was of fine gold, his breast and arms of silver, his belly and thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet, uh, it was of iron and clay and broke them to pieces. In verse 35, Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the shaft of the summer threshing floors. 
and the wind carried them away that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And so this, let me try to simplify this. This this really a simplification of Bible prophecy. That's what it is. And you're going to see that here in a minute. Verse 36, this is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation there before the king. Verse 37, thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Verse 38, and whosoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven has he given into thy hand, and he has made thee ruler of all. You are his head of gold. So the head of gold is the king of Babylon. That is the Bible's interpretation, ladies and gentlemen. All right? Now, verse 39, and he, and after thee shall rise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over the earth. And keep in mind that the gold is, is, is top as far as money, and then it, is, it declines. And so what is going on here is that each kingdom that uh, is, is a new kingdom that's formed after the other one, the, the currency that the kingdom represents is in decline. It is, is, is less, is of less value than gold. And this is interesting because it covers, it really confirms Revelation chapter 6. If we go there, Revelation chapter 6, the fifth seal, not the fifth seal, but the third seal. Revelation chapter 6, verse 5. When he had opened the third seal, I've heard the third beast say, Come and see, and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And so when we're talking about balances in someone's hand, it's talking about economics and global economics, geopolitical economics, and socioeconomics, or socioeconomics. Verse 6, And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And so this is talking about inflation. It's talking about currency losing its value. That's what the statue of Daniel certainly is about as well, in addition to identifying the world kingdoms. That has influenced the world mightily. So let's go back to Daniel chapter 2, and let's continue on with this. All right, so we're continuing on with the interpretation of the four world-ruling kingdoms. All right, so back to Daniel chapter 2, verse, uh, when he identified who, verse 31. Well, actually, no. Daniel chapter 2, verse 38, I, I end it there. Now, 39, and after thee shall rise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another Third kingdom of brass, which shall rule over all the earth. All the earth. All right? And verse 40, And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces, and subdue all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And verse 41, Whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of powder's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, and there shall be in the, in the, the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partially strong and partially broken. So that's what it means. The kingdom is partially strong and partially broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is, is not mixed with clay. And so it's talking about a kingdom that is, is, is strong, but yet is not stable. Verse 44, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, 
And so in this, notice this scripture. In the days of these kings uh, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Obviously, this kingdom has not been set up yet because the kingdom, <laughs> the Bible plainly reveals in Isaiah 24, verse 6, that most of the population in the world will be destroyed. All right, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. All right, so in verse 45, for as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it breaking in pieces the iron and the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass thereof, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof. So all the historians are right, biblical historians are right about Daniel chapter 2 as far as identifying the kingdom. So the first kingdom is Babylon. The second one is the Medes and the Persians, which is modern-day Iran today. Uh, the third kingdom is Greece, and the fourth kingdom is Rome. All right, so, but what biblical historians do is they teach that correctly. Then they go to Daniel chapter 7. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7, and they say, hey, it's the same thing. Well, I'm going to show you that it's not, all right? And I'm going to read these scriptures uh, uh, closely here. Daniel chapter 7, verse 2. Daniel spoke and he said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven stove above the great sea. In verse 3. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse from one another. So each of these four great beasts were diverse from one another. In verse 4. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Okay, so... The Bible is telling us, giving us clues to try to identify who this beast is, this first one. I beheld to the wings thereof was plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Verse 5. And behold, another beast, a second, like a bear. And it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth, and they said unto it, Rise, devour much flesh. In verse 6 of Daniel chapter 7. After this I behold, and lo, another like a leopard which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. In verse 7, After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces. It stamped a residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. So this fourth beast is, is something that is totally unique. It is different from all the other beasts. All right, so verse 8. Of Daniel chapter 7. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. In verse 9, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool, his throne was like the fiery flame, his wheels as burning fire. This is describing the our Father in heaven. Our Heavenly Father, God the Father, verse 10. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands of thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. Verse 11, I beheld. So this is a time of judgment here. I beheld them because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, and I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. So this is talking about things that are going to happen in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19 and 20, uh, Daniel 7, verse 12. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet, and here's the key with this. <laughs> this is a key verse. Please listen up. Verse 12 of Daniel chapter 7. As concerning the rest of the beasts, 
they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. All right, verse 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, which is the Father, and brought him near before him. Verse 14. And there was given unto him dominion and glory in the kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. So this is, these four great beasts, are in the context of the coming of the Messiah, uh, the days before the coming of the Messiah, the latter days or the last days. All right? Verse 15, I, Daniel, was greeted in the spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. Verse 16, I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me, and this is the angel Gabriel, so he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Now, here is the pivotal verse the important verse in Daniel chapter 7. Please listen up to this. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, and the King James Version has which, but you don't need which to understand the following statement here, shall arise out of the earth. And so this is a key verse. It's saying that these four beasts, at the time that Daniel got the interpretation, have not been risen yet. Okay, so how can these four great beasts be the exact same world empires that were talked about in Daniel chapter 2? It's impossible. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which, which is a good addition, but I won't say which, shall arise out of the earth. So they, have, they, were, they did not rise out of the earth at the time that Daniel got this interpretation. That is very important to understand. Verse 18, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Verse 19, then I would know the, the truth of the fourth beast. So he was really intrigued by the, by the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth was of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet. So this fourth beast is different from all the rest. And when you understand this, this fourth beast really is an amalgamation of all of the other three beasts. And that, this, the proof of that is in Revelation chapter 13. But let me continue. Daniel 7, verse 20. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. Verse 21. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. And this horn, as many um, Bible prophecy um, researchers and scholars have have correctly indicated is the uh, the anti-messiah the main anti-messiah because there's many anti-messiahs but this is the one that's going to lead all the others verse 22 until the ancients of days came and judgment was given to the saints in the most high and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom and the kingdom of god and so this is all daniel chapter 7 is in the context of the saints literally with the messiah coming to rule this earth and taking all the kingdoms of the world verse 24 and the ten Horns, out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall rise, and another shall rise after them, that he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. Verse 25, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints in the Most High, and think to change times and laws, which this prophecy has already begun with the, the Catholic Church, and, and even prior to that with Constantine, uh, so supposedly becoming a Christian. But anyway, 
and and to think to think to change times and, and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand unto a time, times and dividing a time. Verse twenty six. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given unto the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. All right. Who are these four beasts? All right. We understand that these beasts will rise in the future. And these beasts are in the context of the second coming of the Messiah, or the days of the second coming of the Messiah, which we are living in today. All right? So we have to understand this. And then in verse 17, again, these great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. And then another key verse, two key verses of, of Daniel chapter 7 is Daniel 7 verse 12. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season of time. This is in the context of the the leader of the, the fourth world empire being slain and destroyed, which is uh, uh, chronicled in Revelation 19 and 20. And then verse 14, uh, verse 17, the key verse of Daniel chapter 7 is Daniel 7 verse 12. In Daniel 7, verse 17, and it says, These great beasts which are four or four kings which shall arise out of the earth. And so at the time that Daniel uh, wrote this down, they did not rise out of the earth. All right, so now that we know these facts, who are these beasts? All right. And I don't know if they're going to continue to be named this, but there's a quartet on the Middle East, ladies and gentlemen. This quartet, consists, right now anyway, of the United States, the United Nations, the European Union, and Russia. It's four. I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> There's four. And their goal is to divide Jerusalem. Prophecy in Zechariah chapter 1. Zechariah chapter 1. Um, and it talks about those that are scattering Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Verse 19 of Zechariah 1, verse 19. And I said unto the angel that talked to me, What be these? Actually, in verse 18 of Zechariah 1, verse 18. Then lifted up my eye, up my eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. And, and I said unto the angel that talked with me, What be these? And he, and he answered me, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. What is the quartet doing? They're trying to scatter Jerusalem. Verse 20, and the Lord showed me four carpenters, and he said, what come these to do? And he said, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man may lift up his head. But these are come to fray them to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. All right, so the quartet right now, again, consists of the United Nations, the United States, the European Union, and Russia. And obviously Daniel chapter 7 is certainly alluding to this quartet. It's four. Now, the fourth beast certainly is easily identified as the United Nations because the United Nations is an amalgamation of all the other three of the quartet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first beast, uh, and this is speculation, but uh, more than likely the first beast could represent uh, United States and Britain. The United States is certainly uh, interwoven with Britain. The second beast, the bear, uh, Russia has been identified as being a bear. And so the second beast, in all likelihood, possibly could be Russia. Uh, the third beast, the European Union. And so I'm not sure about that, but 
what I am sure is that the quartet certainly has something to do with uh, the eventual formation of that fourth beast. All right? So, so we need to pay attention to that. We need to pay attention to that. And so um, reading a little bit about the quartet, the history of the quartet here, it says, uh, this is on Wikipedia here, the quartet on the on the Middle East or the Middle East quartet, sometimes called a diplomatic quartet or Madrid quartet or simply a quartet, is a foursome of nations and international and supranational entities involved in mediating the peace process in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The quartet are the United Nations, the United States, the European Union, and Russia. The group is established in Madrid in 2002, recalling the Madrid Conference in 1991 as a result of the escalating conflict in the Middle East. Tony Blair is the Cortez's current special envoy. All right, so the initiative to establish the Cortez involved following the outbreak of the second Infidata thousand and the futile ceasefire attempts that followed. On October 25, 2001, the representatives, and this is interesting and happened in the 21st century, the representatives of the, EU, the European Union, United Nations, United States, and Russian governments, we would say these are the the, the four most powerful power blocks in the world. Met Palestinian uh, leader Yasser Arafat, that's when he was living at the time, and jointly expressed support for his policy of implementing ceasefire and security reforms in the Palestinian Authority. During the Israeli incursions into Palestinian areas in April 2002, the representatives of the same four entities met in Madrid and again called for the implementation of ceasefire agreements brokered by the U.S. government before. In the same meeting, they also agreed to transform their um, cooperation into a permanent forum for follow-up of the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. All right, so we know that the quartet certainly has something to do with the formation of this fourth beast. All right, and it, it appears that in Daniel chapter 7, the description of each of those beasts uh, can certainly be referring to the quartet, although I don't know exactly which beast is referring to based on the uh, interpretations of what each of these beasts are. Now, in, in, in the spirit of things, the first beast could be spiritually Babylon. The second beast could be spiritually um, Iran and Armenia, the Persians. The third beast could be spiritually Greece. All right, and um, because in Europe, of course, we have a lot of Roman influence, right? And then, of, co of course, the fourth beast, can, it can be a continuation of Rome. Uh, the Roman influence, because even in this country we have buildings and so forth that are similar to the Roman artifacts or buildings that were built during the time of Rome. And of course we have Greek and Roman influence. And so finally in Revelation chapter 13, Revelation chapter 13, it describes this beast of Daniel, uh, the four beasts being amalgamated into one beast. Revelation 13, verse 1, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy, similar to Daniel chapter 7, verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet was like the feet of a bear. That's the second beast of Daniel chapter 7. The third beast is a leopard, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. All right? And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Keep in mind that uh, one of the uh, the coat of arms of Britain uh, has lions in it, okay. And of course, in that description of that first beast, it talks about um, 
eagles, and we know that uh, the United States coat of arms has an eagle on it. And so, uh, verse 3, and I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death. And so what I wanted to point out is, is in ver- verse 2, it, it tells you that the three beasts, the, the second one, third one, and the first one are all amalgamated into one beast, which will be or is the fourth beast, which right now has its genesis in the United Nations. I don't know if they'll still be called the United Nations when this fourth beast is unleashed. But keep in mind that uh, the United States, not the United, United States, but the United Nations is certainly in, is the genesis of this fourth beast that is described in Daniel chapter 7. Now, one of the things that we must understand about this fourth beast, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon it, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth. So this beast shall devour the whole earth, and thread it down and break it into pieces. And so uh, what weapons do we have to break the earth into pieces, ladies and gentlemen? Nuclear bombs. So unfortunately, it appears that God has prophesied that those weapons will be used. But the mercy of God states in Isaiah 24, verse 6, that there will be few men left. So there still will be a population left on the earth. And that's also revealed in Zechariah 14. Where it states that the nations that fought against Jerusalem, so there will be some that will survive, just like the, 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 the prophecy in Daniel 7, verse 12 states that uh, the rest of the beasts um, had their dominion taken away, but their, their, their lives but their lives were prolonged for a season at a time. All right, so that gives you um, a short summary, anyway, of, of what these four beasts could be and what they are starting to form to be, anyway. And I'll be, hopefully, with you next week with another short Bible study. So may Yah bless and keep you, and God willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.